Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. Today, we have Adam Mandarovich. Adam is founder and CEO of Disruptor.co, disrupting your go-to-market strategy and host of the Better Building podcast. Adam talks about sales, outbound, GTM strategy, outsourced sales, and closed circuit selling. Adam, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Good Thank morning. you so much, guys. Evening for you. <laughs> Yeah. Good Friday night over here in Auckland. Yes. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. So I've been following you for a while on LinkedIn and you're putting out a lot of um, posts and also some great video content about sales. I think you were also sort of looking at the Tech Powered Sales book, which I've read, which was great. And you did a lot of sort of summary of, I think, pretty much each chapter, but some great videos out there. One of your posts, though, definitely resonated with me a lot. You were saying that in 2019, you utilize your GTM strategy for closed circuit selling to drive an FMCG brand to eight times in revenue in eight months, which is absolutely amazing. And then in that same year, your house burned down. Yeah, I was actually, I was going to post more about that tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sneak peek. And then in 2021, you launched the podcast. You were rejected as well, I think, for something that you launched. You were saying it was too, it was actually too advanced a financial platform. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I came from working in the banking sector for about 11 years um, and I saw go-to-market strategies utilized within making things real through this uh, coding platform that I could turn into like a, two, a two-way procurement system. And I thought if I could do that, then I could also do that for to create a new financial sector. So... I put all that together, but the venture capitalists actually said that it was way too advanced to create an industry sector for a country. But the way that I was able to utilize the selling system obviously remained, which I was already doing, and then that became a thing. So that's kind of how it happened. But there's probably way more story backstory than that. But um, but yeah. And what do you wish, Adam, that you knew sort of about sales and marketing when you started out? Oh, that's a really good question. To just believe in yourself a little bit more. So always make sure that don't give in because there'll be there'll be things where you'll you'll learn along the way and the thing will may not be the thing. The thing that comes from learning to do the thing will be the thing. So don't give in. That's great. And and just knowing a bit about your your backstory, which is which is incredible. I think that's really what comes through as well. You know the house burning down the accidents that you have like having to come back so many times i think uh, is something you've obviously maybe taken from your personal life and, and pulled through into to that sales advice um yeah i guess i was able to translate just not being out so if you okay i came from obviously trying to play football for a long time i was in a big accident and i couldn't walk properly for three years so i had to pretty much learn how to do everything again but once you've got that type of resilience with that then you can pretty much apply that to maths of business or understanding end-to-end service delivery like how could i do this better but not only how could i do that better but how could i do that better for everyone else around me and teach them and bring them on the journey so that's pretty much how i was able to do it but it's not to say that that was all smooth sailing <laughs> it um there was definitely a, a lot of bumps on the way yeah i read about that and you were talking about the accident as well so that's an amazing combat having to learn to do everything again and then you know obviously having to to apply that to sort of every part of your life and 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 teaching others as you said like 
along the way. What do you think, so sort of changing the question now, Adam, what do you think will have the biggest impact on sales for the future? I think that we're going to come to a crossroads where companies are actually going to maybe acknowledge that the way that they've done business previously um, with all these solo departments is not going to work anymore. So I think that we're going to either get some that are going to own that and go, what do we do? And some that are going to fall away and um, kind of just peel off to existence of nothing but i think that the ones that own it are now going to be looking for ways in which they can be better for end-to-end service delivery how can we break down the structures of these silos and how can sales and marketing be more aligned with what that looks like for the ultimate customer experience because if you work backwards from there and you take all that away you're always going to have better outcomes so that's where i think it'll go that's pretty much everything that i say in my ethos with everything is if you work backwards from the customer experience in terms of what we're trying to achieve and how can we work through the, what those milestones are, it doesn't really matter who's do, pressing the buttons or doing it. It just matters that that exists. So, yeah. yeah that's great. I mean, and, that, and that's, I think that's what we believe. That's partly why we started this podcast is how do we better align? And actually, my next question for you was how can we better align you know sales and marketing but i guess just just teams in general if we really want that Mm. integrated experience for everyone so i think that the answer to this question is going to be quite polarizing so be prepared yeah um may not may not be very popular what i think needs to happen so when i was head of sales in multiple financial companies um basically got headhunted all around australia for different things I always thought doing content and demand was the best way to create the awareness stage for my my new business teams. But obviously marketing is like, hey, mate, you can't do this. You can't make all this for this and do that and send that, blah, blah, blah. So what I think would need to happen to have better alignment there would be maybe some of the marketers go and sit in the new business team and actually do the role for six months, but not just the front SDR role. I'd like to see them do the full cycle. So how do you, how do you actually do the calls? How do you structure the meetings? How do you not lose the deal after you've gone to, yes, can we do business? Yes, no, because they won't know necessarily know what that language is. They won't be able to recognize, hey, we're actually going to miss this here if this isn't said, or how do we pull that back? Um, that would then give them a greater understanding of, hey, that's why new business keep asking me for this content because this is what's happened in their journey trying to align to the customer journey. So that would then bring like a superized weapon of like a hybrid between new business and demand, which is pretty much everything that I do. So when I started breaking all the rules myself and just doing it anyway, Oh, it was easier to ask for forgiveness and permission because every time I asked, I got told I wasn't allowed to do it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> ask for forgiveness uh, afterwards rather than permission before. Yeah. And that, so I think that makes sense, right? So that's obviously going to give marketers just a better understanding of, of even just the salespeople and their job, but also, as you said, what the customer is asking for. And actually, we are seeing a lot more blurring of the lines between the two at the moment. I mean, marketing understand that, but at the same time, salespeople are doing a lot more in terms of yeah. uh, branding themselves. And, you know, and you're great on LinkedIn. And I think what you preach as well, which is pushing that personal branding, they need to be visible and seen on, on social and other platforms. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, if you can bring demand and outbound actions together, you're going to be better for it. 
Um, but in order for that to happen, the new business team needs to understand how to make or create proper demand. But also the guys that are obviously really good at creating demand, like what Chris Walker does, if they also went on the journey of how to do new business full cycle, there'd be a marriage made in heaven. So that's what I see. Demand gen. Yeah, I think that's a, a probably a whole other episode we can do and, and something that's really <laughs> popular at the moment. Um, yeah. And I like what you said about marketers sort of, you know, do new business, spend, spend sort of put themselves in a salesperson's shoes for a month and actually close a deal from start to finish, sort of full cycle, which is quite probably quite scary for a lot of marketers that might be listening to this who are like, oh, I'm too scared to be a salesperson. But I totally yeah. agree. And I think the same applies to salespeople. I mean, there's the personal branding, obviously, Adam, which you're very good at. But how can a salesperson really get inside the head of a marketer? And that's what drove me to want to do this podcast with Rob and Sam, who's obviously not with us today, because you're both in marketing. I really wanted to understand more about how the marketing brain works. Um, And it's something that for years earlier in my career, I was just simply focused on sales. And I think I almost used to have a bad sort of opinion of marketing and what they Mm -hmm. would do because... You know, a few years ago, in a previous role, they didn't share. There was there wasn't this sort of joined communication between the two departments. So it was very difficult to know what they were up to. I didn't tell them what I was up to, and it didn't really make for for a very strong team. Yeah, so yeah. Basically, yeah. we need to get in the trenches with you guys. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think even purposely maybe put them on more deals than that, Charlotte, to see if they can see where one goes a little bit skewy, to see if they know what to do to pull it back. Because they need to better understand why that happens, and then there'll be a, a total alignment for like GDM in, in, in total. It's interesting. It's actually a step further than others have said. You know, some people say, you know, spend a day or, you know, when you start, you know, speak with them. It sounds like you're saying it's almost like a regular thing that the marketers need to do. I'd have them doing it constantly. I'd have the head of demand gen with the head of new business doing all the big accounts so that you can be completely integrated for maybe six months of the year so that they can actually walk through all the all the milestones within the deal so they completely understand. Imagine the insights you'd then have to be able to create your content and demand at the start. Yeah, that's great. We've talked now about how marketing and sales can be more aligned. Adam, if it was down to you, what do you think should stop in sales and marketing tomorrow? Um, well, I think that there's no surprises for what my answer is going to be here for anyone that's looked at any of my 10 zillion posts a day. Um, dashboard metrics is basically, in my opinion, leaders that are trying to maintain relevance through output management, not outcome management. Because if they actually knew how to do it, they wouldn't be just looking at dashboards within milestones that are in a certain system that's set to measure things that don't matter towards the deal. So if you look at the best companies in the world, they'll have things that are customized towards the ultimate customer journey, not what's set within a certain CRM milestone process. So every team that I've ever been had success with in the past, I've actually had to do a tech request to completely customize uh, dashboards for where I wanted the measurements to be within the milestone process that mapped against the ultimate customer experience for that reason. And that's how we broke new business records globally in some of those companies. Wow. So Costly though. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I mean, can you 
go into like uh, detail so on something you're working at the moment what are those key things that you've identified that you need to be tracking so if we we need to get away from just measuring canvases so whether that is email sent calls cold call calls outbound yeah. um, connection requests what type of scripts you've used it just needs to be it doesn't matter where the best conversations exist what matters is that they do exist. So we fall into the trap of trying to measure. We need to count a number of those, not how many of those were successful that got us the deal backwards from when we get the outcome that we're trying to achieve. That's probably the, yeah. And and you, do you get that? I mean, do you, are there any tools uh, or tech that find particularly helpful or useful? Do you, can, can, I guess, can you get this from your standard systems or you said it was costly and you end up speaking to tech? Do you need to go outside? Oh, so when in the past, when I was working for other people, I would basically do a tech request to get um, additional measurements put within certain systems within a dashboard. Um, but that's not necessarily like you can. That would that would only be to feeding whoever the higher ups were that would still be measuring outputs. Yeah. Like ideally, in an ideal world, you wouldn't be measuring it that way. You'd be measuring outcomes. So how many of these? good activities got to these meetings and how many of those meetings went to can we do business yes no not how many cold calls did you take that had a, a certain connect rate how many emails did you send how many connection requests did you do how many tricks did you do by double clicking on certain so, certain social profiles yeah. um, we need to move away from measuring dumb stuff and move towards measuring what we're trying to achieve yeah. so but while that's still tied to how everyone is measured um, for now, um, that's probably not going to change just yet. Yeah. I guess that's the same with uh, a lot, as I find, with the pipeline request that we get. Obviously, within a well-known CRM system or or any others, you know, these set stages, you know, and it's very defined, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, stage one, two, and three of a deal, but it's really far from that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going through the trouble of trying to customize mine tomorrow like big time so um i don't even know if it can be done yet yeah so if if it can't be i may have to look back to my pre-existing two-way procurement system and actually bastardize that and make that into the crm stages that i want to utilize but it's yeah. going to cost a, a fair amount of money so yeah we'll see I'm sure <laughs> um, well uh, all i could say is uh with your own advice from the beginning don't give up um yeah yeah, 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 I'll get there. Awesome. Adam, it's been great having you on. I mean, before we wrap up, is there any other burning topic that uh, you really wanted to talk about or you're thinking about at the moment? Um, I definitely think there's going to be an explosion for outsourced business development via campaign and outsourced demand campaigns as like a, a service delivery as a, a joint agency. So what I see will happen is once companies can put that together properly in terms of new business and demand and make what I'm doing, which is demand outbound actions equals revenue into yeah. one thing, that's going to explode because as soon as companies, the light bulb goes off in their head and they understand, hang on, all of the silos that we have now with all of the handover processes that don't work aren't aligned to the customer experience. How do we fix that? They're going to be looking for people that can either do that on demand or that can do that as a service. Like, how can we fix it? What needs to happen? These are the steps. Yeah. So that's what I see. So, yeah, stuff like Cellex and what um, Steve did at Tidal, I think that's going to be, become more and more prevalent. But there's still going to be limited from the people that have the ability to furnish 
that facility is what I see. Fantastic. Um, and we asked the audience, um, Adam, for one practical tip, takeaway tip for sales and marketing. What would be your takeaway tip? Oh, don't ask for permission. <laughs> ask for forgiveness after yeah. you've solved the problem. Yeah. <laughs> So right. f find a way to make your own content, to make it real for the customer for the service delivery and worry about how you're going to get in trouble or breaking the rules later after you've got like a massive contract. Definitely. And also, and you do so much. Where I mean, where can people find you? You've got podcasts and obviously companies. Where, where's best to get in oh, touch? Oh, just, just hit me up on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Hit me up on LinkedIn on Adam Anderovich. Um, I'm sure you'll see some of my stuff there. Fantastic. And yeah, you put together some great videos and some great sales tips. So uh, definitely give Adam a follow. You can follow me, Charlotte Lloyd. You can also follow Rob, Robert J. Yep. We never introduce ourselves <laughs> enough. So here you go. <laughs> and as ever, we want your feedback. We want your tips. Give us a rating. Leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. And we're going to see you on the next episode. Cool. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Adam. <laughs>